This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, everyone. We are your hosts, Amber and Jenna, and we have a wonderful, beautiful guest with us today talking to us about activating your DNA potential. Today's episode is sponsored by Uveda. Uveda is a heart-centered, family-owned business that has a vision to create a healthier, happier world using the intelligence of Mother Nature. Uveda's approach is rooted in ancient Ayurveda healing philosophies, yet designed for the modern day life. We love it. I personally take it. I root for it. And I hope that you'll love it too. A little more about that later on. So for now, let's continue by introducing our guest. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for being here with us. We just recorded an episode on reparenting yourself and Jenna and I are blown away. We love Morgan. We, <laughs> we don't want her to go back to Morgan. the valley. We just invited her <laughs> to live with us. So Morgan Mellis Candle is a spiritual functional medicine practitioner and medicine woman. For over 10 years, Morgan has helped men and women create more radiant, connected, loving, healthy lives. Using a combination of traditional and state-of-the-art tools, Morgan approaches physical, emotional, and spiritual health by addressing the root issue found on one or more of the five levels of healing. There's no other way to heal. Mm. Everyone's got to know this by now. I got to get to no more Band-Aid effect. Mm -hmm. Morgan facilitates both group and individual ceremonies, guiding people in creating daily spiritual hygiene and evoking the sacred feminine. Killing it, Morgan. Daily spiritual hygiene is so crucial. It's like people don't even know about it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we'll talk more about that. Do you know what? That would be another great episode to have you on about. Mm. So Spiritual hygiene. We'll bring some of that in. Cool. I think it's because a lot of the time people just think we're either we're a combination of emotional and physical beings. They don't really pull in the concept of spiritual beings as well. So the more that's in the conversation, the more you realize you have to keep the hygiene up in the spiritual department. Too. Totally. Could you imagine if we had no hygiene in the physical department? We were never we had never brushed our teeth our entire lives. <laughs> you would have no friends. Because that's teeth. where we're at in the spiritual <laughs> levels, though. It's true. true. Do you know what I mean? Very true. You're so right about that. totally important That'd practice. That'd be a fascinating episode. Let's, it is. It's so important. Let's talk about that. So we've got a really great definition for today's <laughs> episode hope. on activating your DNA potential. All right. Our DNA is much more than just a mere two strands of genetic material that most scientists acknowledge. Through the process of consciousness shifting, we can access dormant parts of our DNA and activate multidimensional aspects of our genetic coding that are hidden in plain sight. Whoa. <laughs> so excited about this session. It's true. Okay, Morgan, take it away. Tell us all about how we activate our DNA potential. Wait, hold on. Before we get into that, can I just like just state for the listeners kind of what the normal view of DNA is and kind of where we're starting from and yes. then so why this is so revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um, so like according to scientists, as far as I know, they figured out that the double helix structure of DNA back in the 1950s at King's College London, where I got my master's Woo-hoo. and... Uh, um, they basically say that all of our DNA, you know, which is defining the cells of our body is, is unchangeable. It is what our genetic coding is. It's like we have brown eyes. That's the end of the story. We are this way. That's the end of the story. And 
Um, also that a large percentage of our DNA is quote junk DNA that has no purpose. And so that's where science stands. Sounds a little archaic to me. Not not such a promising picture. So what do you what's your picture? How has your picture evolved from that? And Morgan has done so much work to get a bigger picture. So from that place, what do you see when when you look at our DNA? Well, just like I think all parts of us are changeable, nothing is set in stone. I also believe that with our DNA. I don't think that we're just given some circumstances that we can't work on or mute mutate or transform or whatever. I think that truth is that we have the ability to change all parts of us if we so choose. And really the knowledge is in the awareness, the, the, the ability, the power is in the awareness. So the awareness that we can change it is the first step to changing it. Because when we're locked into giving away our power to the medical system, to the system of domination and control, then we don't have the power to change it. As soon as we start to take back that power in many ways, then we start to be able to really have the tools to be able to access and change and transmute everything that we want to change. So do you think that we can change our... So you just said yes, yeah, we can change our, our genetics. But like, let's say there's something we don't love about ourselves. Would you, do we have the power to change that? Like physical, emotional, yeah, like physical. Mental. Let's say like... Well, Emily was talking, we just had Emily Pereira on the podcast and she was saying that brown eyes actually aren't brown eyes. Or that her eyes weren't really brown. She said mine were actually brown. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Excuse me then. Sorry. <laughs> I just scrapped that. So, and But her philosophy was she was born with brown eyes, but it was some medical condition where... To, or, just, well, she said it was like as acidity or something builds up in your body, it creates like a cloud in front of your eyes that look brown. And as she started to heal and change the um, DNA composition, exchange the, uh, change the expression her DNA was having, the color of her eyes started to change. So, I mean, that's just a little insight into how our physicality, our DNA physicality that we're stamped with at birth is malleable. And love that. And over the course of our lives, our DNA does take different expressions and forms, you know? Well, so I'll talk to two things. One is, yes, you can change all that. And even your blood type, you can change. (gasps) I need to do that. May no. May no. (laughs) Tell us everything. And if we actually look at the research and we try to incorporate a little bit of science here, uh, Bruce Lipton has been working on this, on epigenetics and the research behind epigenetics for many, many years. And he has come out around the, that our thoughts alone change our genetics. So this is not as, as, as hokey pokey as, and, you know, as out there, woo woo as it sounds, it's really actually backed by science. Science is finally catching up with the metaphysical, what we actually know on the Mm. metaphysical level. How is DNA changed just by our thoughts? Like how would that manifest? Well, it's the same way that we can affect water, right? So everyone's familiar, I think, at this point with how our our thoughts can affect water, Dr. Emoto and his, you know, work and things like that. And then many people have come after him to, to show that the vibration of the words that we speak and the thoughts and feelings that we project to water, rice, whatever the plant subject well. is, exactly, mm-hmm. it does affect those. And we are made up of mostly water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we do that, we're affecting ourselves on the molecular level. And on the genetic level, if we can look at the metaphysical part component of DNA, uh, one aspect of 
of looking at it is that 80% and probably that is the junk DNA that scientists don't know what to do with. Sorry, did you say eight zero? Eight zero. Eighty percent of our DNA scientists don't know what we do and with. That is yeah. on the metaphysical level when we look at and that. And they're like 80%, totally fine with that. It is, wow. yeah, exactly. Are they controlled by evil forces, um, perhaps keeping information from us? I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> I'll just 80% hand it to Jenna. of our DNA is memories. So memories from this lifetime, from past lifetimes, from ancestors. And this is the key to our knowledge is actually in the memories in our DNA. Our consciousness is in the invisible part of the DNA. And our DNA, this is actually factual information from science, <laughs> is that the crystalline, our DNA is made up of crystalline structures. And inside the crystalline structures is where we hold the light. And we are photonic beings of light. Is that connected to the philosophy that we are stardust? We have the same... <laughs> why is Jenna looking at me like this? <laughs> it's true, but we on, on a DNA level, we have the same structure, almost matter, that is also Hydrogen. expressed mm-hmm. in yes. stardust. Well, Patrick I, Flanagan talks a lot about that, yeah. Totally. And also, just like everything is energy. Like if you get down to the molecules, to the subatomic particles, to the quarks, and then what makes up the quarks? You're going to get vibrating strings of pure energy, according to string theory. Exactly. So, it, And same with the stars. It's like literally the building blocks of the building blocks of matter and of the universe is pure energy and the energy of source in my, in my mind, like the body of, of source. So just all one element, the prima materia. We're all connected. And we all, and we have a consciousness that is different than the consciousness of the table, that is different than the consciousness of, of an animal. There are uh, different levels of consciousness. We, the beings here on earth, we actually made it here in, you know, in competition sort of with other beings who all want to get here. Mm-hmm. This is like the treasure of mm-hmm. the universe. This is where the party's we happening. All, we all want to be here. Especially right now when oh, yeah. like we're shifting consciousness. This point. is like the show And of sometimes I have a really hard day and I'm like, why am I here? What did I choose this? And we chose this. We, we have really, front row tickets. We all house. chose this. Yeah. I was like, put me in coach. <laughs> put me in coach. <laughs> wow. So the ability that we have to tap into our DNA is really where all the secrets are hidden in plain sight. Okay, so I want to rewind this just so everyone has this incredible, complex, fascinating theory very clear. You're saying 80% of our DNA is untapped and is where the hidden, you're saying the mysteries of the universe, of our soul history, our past lives, of whatever it may be, is lying in this 80% that science won't acknowledge what is in this 80%. Or they just haven't caught up yet. Okay. And so if if that is where we're going with this conversation, then how do we access that 80% and what does our experience on life look like when we start to access that 80%? Okay. So I think an important piece to this puzzle is also to acknowledge that this DNA skin suit that we call a human body has technology that makes it the treasure. We don't, we're not tapped into it because it's been turned off and we haven't been taught around how to turn it on. But the DNA technology within us is the treasure of being on earth. This body that can do lots of things that we aren't aware of that Mm -hmm. we can do. Mm-hmm. So once we start to tap into turning on, and I'll, I'll walk you guys through a few tools that people can use to start to turn on their DNA technology. Once we start to turn it on, 
we are stepping out of the programs of domination and control. We are turning off the programs that have kept us in shame, blame, and guilt and have kept us in race amnesia. And we start to remember all of our other lifetimes, all of our other experiences, and then we can glean the information from those, the experiences, the growth that we were supposed to be able to tap into that we haven't had access to. And from there, we can create things that we can't even imagine. We can bilocate. We can do all these incredible things that we do have the, the te- DNA technology to do. We just haven't been taught it. Are you a time like traveler? Like tele- telepathy. Come on, Morgan, we tell all, us. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, she, she, she said, yeah, I'm a time traveler. Look at me. <laughs> it's sounding to me like you're skirting around a bit of a spiritual warfare concept over here because you're talking about how we have been, we're in amnesia. Correct. That Forced amnesia. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. So let's break it down to before this whole situation came to be. First of all, was there a time, ancient Egyptians, mm. Lumeria, mm. was there a time where we could access our full DNA potential and the secrets of the universe and what did life look like then? And why have we now, why have we found ourselves in um, DNA spiritual amnesia? So great question. This is the of the work of my teacher Andrew Bartzis. So I will say that first. His teachings show that 54 million years ago, yes, we did have a small window where there were beings on Earth that did have access. When Earth Mother was was in creation, was creating herself and forming herself, she invited beings from many different worlds to come and be on her, and then she told them all to leave while she completed her process of becoming Earth Mother. When the beings started coming back, there started to be already this light versus dark. There is also the sacred neutral, but the sacred neutral is not uh, the, the dominant force right now. The light is as at fault as the dark because they are also engaging in the polarity. Polarity is not where it's at. It's actually in the sacred neutral. Once we can take out the polarity of good and bad, dark and light, and we can stay in the sacred neutral heart-spaced awareness, non-hierarchy, union and communion, that is the utopia. That is what we all want. That is bliss and abundance and everything. I totally agree. Is I, I that possible? That. Well, I, I also have a like specific question. So some like a concept... Like, cause I'm just thinking to myself, like, am I guilty of being too much like fighting for the light and that thus not neutral, you know, but it's like, there's gotta be some concepts such as the respect for all life, the sacred, sacredness of all life, which it just is, it's just a, a law of the universe. And of the two, the darker light, I would say that it's, it's more on the light side, but it, ju- it just is. But at the same time, I love this concept of the dark and the light and you can swing too far each way because I know a lot of people who are kind of too far in the light where they reject all negativity and they reject all negative parts of themselves Mm -hmm. rather than, as we were talking about before, shadow work, where you accept the darkness, you accept that part of being human and you, you neutralize it by accepting it. So is that kind of a way to move through life where you're you're aiming for the neutral witness rather than being polarizing towards the light or the dark? Yes, exactly. And the way that we end the fighting is really put down the swords. Put down the swords and walk away. If we don't engage in the warfare, there is no war to fight. 
I don't know about that though, because if I'm looking at our current situation here on earth and I'm looking at our political, social, cultural systems, environmental systems. Which are not just bad, but are parasitic. Our parasitic are absolutely destroying every goodness that humankind and that the mother earth have. If we don't fight against that, we will get taken down by the dark forces. So how can you tell me in order to um, salvage the situation, I have to stop fighting for the goodness, for the light? Well, the problem is not that we are fighting for what we want, but it is that look how much energy we're spending on fighting. When we stop fighting and we start to bring the attention back to us, and activating these parts of ourselves and creating the sacred neutral within us, living from spiritual hygiene, doing our own internal work. Most people are so focused on the outside. The outside is a representation of what is happening within us. If we don't do our inner work, whatever happens on the outside is going to continue, no matter how much we fight. This is really, you know, my belief system, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I really do believe that everything that is happening in the world is a mirror reflection of us not doing our own internal work. And we can focus on that as I, much as no, we want. I, I totally agree with that concept, but I'm grappling with how much do we involve and move towards um, you know, a better way of doing things really if we, you're looking at mankind and the earth mm-hmm. and how much do we just accept things to be a certain way. What do you think, Jenna? Well, it's interesting because one of the concept of the neutral witness was taught to me, it was actually called the compassionate neutral witness. And it's actually, it is neutral, not polar, but it's compassionate. You know, it's, it's heart-based and it's like, it looks at bad and it says, I understand where you're coming from and I, and I love you, you know? So it, it does almost have an ethic of love in the neutral witness. And, um, I mean, for me and my experience, I feel that that ethic of love is the highest law. Do you know what I mean? And it it is the law of neutrality, really. So there must be something to that. I don't know. I think that there's maybe also a balance of fighting the fight in a way that's not fighting, that's getting out in the streets and, and taking a stand for something that's not necessarily fighting. fighting. You're just being it's the change, the It's kind of a different lies, energy, something about it. Because I, I really understand what you're saying. Like, I'm not saying lay down and let them walk all over you because I'm, you know, I You're fighting the good fight. <laughs> you know? We get the, is more, the more people that we flip on the switch, mm-hmm. that's already taking back the power. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be in a sword for sword kind of way. I totally agree that in order to change what we've manifested in the world, we need to reverse focus and go within. And if each person started to get in touch with that neutral witness and started to act, speak, behave from that neutral witness, there wouldn't be a war. Exactly. There there, there would definitely be less polarity being played out right now. Um, and if we could get like 51% of humans currently embodied to flip the switch on, as you said, there would be, that would be the end of the war. But it's like to get to that place because there is like the other side is actually actively trying to make sure that they don't flip their switches on. So it is a bit of a... Well, if you think about it, the only way that they can control us... Okay, who's they, guys? <laughs> you, I, we have I, to break it I, down. Yes. Who's when, they? When, dark I, lords. When, I say that, when I say they, what I'm referring to is the system of domination control, which is a specific 15 beings 
who came in Sent, sentient beings beings or human no they're form. they're sentient beings yeah some of them are in human form like but they're such the big big beings she, that they have come into <laughs> many humans because they're such big beings they couldn't come into just one body are we talking about reptilians We're here? Ta- no, we are talking about false creator beings, beings who have come and posed as creators, as, as gods, and they are not, and they are part of the system of domination and control. And the way that they control us is through the programming and shutting off these DNA technologies that we do have access to so that we don't even know we have them, that they're not, we don't even know that they're dormant inside of us. We don't even know that they're available. As soon as we start to turn people on to wake up, this is the you know waking up period where we're in right now, we take back the power from the programs. There is no fight. Mm-hmm. The only way they can even control us is by a false system that is a hologram, is mm-hmm. not reality. Kind of like if you turn the light on in a dark room, the darkness stands no chance. No, I, I totally get this concept. I'm, I'm just trying to really simplify it so people can get a visual on it. So uh, if I really pull it back, yeah. the motivation of these sentient beings that are coming from the universe, really, manifesting in human form, some of them, and their sole mission is to allow the darkness to rule to be and false to control creator humans beings. they want to pretend to be the creator mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. they're false creator beings so and we've been tricked into their system mm-hmm. without knowing mm-hmm. and so what is their motivation just to oh, win to over feed the... off our soul energies because they're not connected to source or spirit they're they're needing this false system of of, of control to get our, our our light quotient even these beings are connected to source they are even the dark is connected to source. This is the tricky part. Well, I mean, I, I would say like definitely deep down somewhere in their soul they are, but like mm-hmm. in the way they function in the world, it's not like they're, they're not getting their energy source. Like you said, being like a clear channel where they're just getting the, their own energy from source and not um, parasitically siphoning, siphoning off, off others. It's like, it's almost as like they, through their ego, by being such a big ego, they, they chose to use false technologies to siphon people's energy and live off that. So that's how I see them. But yeah, I don't know fallen, if that's trying. Yeah. beings. Sure. Really. Yeah, like, if you want to kind like of put a, a human angel kind of perspective on it. Hmm. They, they have created a system where we are being controlled. And like exactly. really at the end of the day, if we fully want our power back to create the lives that we want, to create the earth that we want, the you know, this is where we take back our power. This is where we can do it on a, you know, knock wood. Everyday kind of way is in the spiritual hygiene. It's in connecting to the sun. It's in these tools to wake ourselves up to our own power. We have the power to create whatever life we want. And this is really where, you know, what people are running towards. There is a documentary called Happy. Did you guys see it? It's all about what people are chasing to get the feeling of happiness. Mm-hmm. So elusive. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to pause you there because I definitely want to come back and discuss like all these everyday things that we can do to activate our DNA and to you know embody what we truly are. But before that, we're going to talk about something else you can do every day to um, benefit your health on the physical level and maybe on some of the other five levels of healing. I think balance is w- one of the gateways yes. to accessing these dormant parts of ourselves which bring us into 
the light and the heart and win that spiritual warfare. (laughs) So on the note of balance, this episode's sponsor is Uveda, which is a supplemental resource that is designed to create balance and vitality in our everyday lives. And who doesn't need a little bit of that? I'm personally a big fan of Uveda for many reasons, not just because they really do work, but and bring calmness into my life and groundedness, but they are also of the highest quality. They have incredible healing powers of mother nature and choose to source their products through ethical and mindful practices. I personally take my healthy mood packages and feel, as I said, uplifted, but grounded. And I look forward to taking them every morning. So that's saying something. Definitely. Um, The founder of Uveda was on our podcast. He's a wonderful person that has a wonderful story where many generations of his family have been um, knowledgeable about the wisdom of Ayurveda and have been able to, together, it's a family company, created this um, heart-based product. And this is ancient wisdom delivered in a modern form, which makes it us all easy, easily accessible to all of us. Um, this is also great for gifts, especially, you know, in the season of giving great thing to consider as a gift for somebody who you might want to help their health a little bit. And, um, yeah, it just takes all the guesswork out of an ancient system of, of healing. I love it. And they have a learning center and an app, which yeah. helps with all of it. It's really brilliant. You guys got to check it out. Shout out to Goonie. Yeah, we're going to link all the information to the show notes. And we have a coupon code for you guys, too. Yeah. Brilliant. So we'll, we'll give you guys that. Great. And getting back into this concept. So how do we access? I mean, it's a very... For people who haven't investigated into this concept of universal spiritual warfare, and really it's the game we're playing on earth is coming to earth to experience ourselves in polarity, to experience the light and the shadow and find out what to remember where we're really from and to come work our way back to the light. So it's a cruel game, really, (laughs) seeing as though we're all asleep to where we really came from. And you're saying that that's amnesia. That's the spiritual amnesia that was um, intentionally placed upon us for the darkness to win the game. So if we're going to look at it in that very broad kind of concept, bringing it back down to to being human, what can each one of us do on the daily to start to activate that dormant potential that we have in our DNA that we've been programmed to believe Mm -hmm. is is just junk DNA, as we said. Great question. Yeah, I love that you're bringing it down to the real concrete because I think that it can get really esoteric and sometimes too much for us to really think about on a daily basis. So the daily practice that would be hugely beneficial for every single person is to start paying attention to your own spiritual hygiene, your own spiritual awareness. One way to do that is to connect with the sun And especially during this time when we're moving from, we're going toward the shortest day of the year. Unless you're in Australia. Yes. Then you're going through towards the longest. Okay, that's true. You're right. And also there's no ozone layer in Australia, so you will get fried. (laughs) Jen is looking at me like, you will literally, there's like skin cancer in Australia is a serious, serious issue. And we digress. You'll get burned in 30 seconds. Sorry. (laughs) You can probably look into the metaphysics of that. Yeah, exactly. The metaphysics of why people in Australia really get skin cancer. What's at the root of it? Maybe Australia has to do with the karmic debt of the land. There we go. Ancestral land. The mystical womb. Mm -hmm. Something. (laughs) 
Okay. So, yeah. So Back on track. So moving t- right now, we have a few more days. We're moving toward the shortest day of the year here in the, in the U.S. Uh, on the 21st is the shortest day of the year. Then we start to move to toward the longest days. Right now, what we can do in these short days is to meditate and connect with the sun. The sun has incredible wisdom, beings that are connected to it, that are connected to our DNA knowingness and our DNA technology. So first starting by just connecting with the sun, you can do easy meditations by just sitting. You can sit in the sun or you can sit in a window that you can see the sun or just imagine going to the sun and connecting with the sun from heart-based awareness. It does not have to be complicated. Just start that connection. The sun is a, is a masculine energy, grandfather sun in the native tradition. And so just feel into how you connect with the sun. Spend as much time as as you can in the sun without sunscreen. So that would depend on your skin, of course. Not everyone's going to be able to spend a half an hour in the sun and not burn. But if you can, do. And do it, you know, if you have to wear a hat on your face, wear a hat on your face and expose as much of your bare skin as you possibly can. When we move from the shortest days into the longest days, that is when we're activating all the potentials. And that is also important to spend time in the sun then. But what happens is when you, the more you connect with the sun before those long, longer days, the more you're activating the potentials, then you start to integrate the potentials after, after we move past the 21st. So there is definitely a cyclical experience every year that we go through with, with the sun, the days, the seasons, all those things. They're all part of spirit, which is... Have you been practicing this? I practice, yes. I pr- I have daily practices where I do meditations. I take sacred baths. I work with the water beings. I work with the mineral community. I rec- There's a lot of incredible tools that are free that you can do at home. You don't have to pay a lot of money to do these things. And it's the way we start to take back our power and really activate the dormant wisdom and knowingness that we have within us. Every single one of us has it. So how does your life start to look different compared to before you were doing this meditation, activating truly the awareness around your um, you know, potential as a being, as a spiritual, physical being? What's How does your life look different to before and now after since doing this practice? That's a, such a good question because people really want to know, what, how will this affect me? So I think that the most the most apparent way that it's come through in my life has been in manifesting all the things that I want. I have the body and the health that I want. By the I way, have... you are de-aging before my very eyes. I know. Seriously, Morgan is a mother of two and not just babies. They're big kids now and she the same looks like she's 12. Her skin is glowing. She's petite. You are just But not always. When I was, after I nursed my children... I could not lose weight. I had an extra 20 pounds in my body. I could not lose weight. I had gained more weight after pregnancy than I did when I gained during the pregnancy. Wow. Yeah. So you're regenerating with this. It, this has been, I left a toxic marriage. I mean, there are so many things, but really I have the health, I have the body, I have the children, I have the, the partner, I have the finances, I have every single, when I wanted a house, I saw the house in my mind, we manifested it. I never had the ability to manifest the way that I do now before this work. And really for me, 
the spiritual connection is so nourishing. And this is something that might not speak to everyone, but there are some of us who really want to connect with spirit and we want to connect with other beings and we want to travel the, you know, traverse the multiverse. And for that, this is the work you have to do because the spiritual hygiene and waking up these parts of us are, if we don't do it, if we don't address it, we don't have access this is, this is innate in all of us, but we don't have access to it unless we start to do the work. It's in the repetition with illumination. Mm-hmm. This is where it happens. And if we're just going to talk about the number one tool you've yeah. shared, which yeah. is meditating with the sun yes. and using the sun's energy as a form of activation to activate the sun cells in you, mm-hmm. which naturally exist. Exactly. Um, I can imagine visualization would be a great part of that meditation. Yes. Just seeing your cells opening, seeing the golden light shining through your system. Yes. Um, tell us about another tool that someone could use to start to activate their 80% dormant potential. Yes. So the first step that I actually recommend to everyone is to clean and clear your space, which most people don't do. And and that can be saging your home on a regular basis, but making sure that you have a sleep sanctuary. So that means your bedroom and your bed to place four objects in the corner, put an object in each corner of the room that you put some prayers into. It could be a really simple prayer like, Um, I, in the ever-present moment of now, command that these crystals cleanse and clear my space and protect my dream time so that I only have beings who are here in sacred neutral witness connecting with me. It could be that short and that simple. You know, it doesn't have to be really complex, but just creating objects that you put in the four corners of your room and under the four corners of your bed because your dream time is actually when we're connecting with spirit the most. And we were just talking. I was about to say you're going to see Jenna on the multiverse. Yes, yeah. We were I'll be just, there tonight. I'll be knocking at your we've door. We've been already. <laughs> we, were already <laughs> we were just talking about the power of dream time because we were both experiencing visits from people in the dream time and strange occurrences happening and yes. how it is a gateway to your subconscious. Totally. And learning how to lucid dream is really allowing your conscious mind to start running the show rather than being bumped around in the unconscious but exactly i find it so fascinating that whole dream time it's f- it's full of information but the first step really make sure that your dream time is sacred mm. make sure Protect that the it. space that you're dreaming in is sacred and that is the cl- so i would say once a month sage your home really get it smoky then open open the window and look outside and step outside and watch the smoke come out and watch the color, watch the shape of it. You can get a lot of information that way. And then place these four objects around your bedroom and around your bed and do your kids, of course, and see how it changes. See if it makes a difference I'm for you. I'm doing that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to say the yeah. same thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and you got to keep it up. It's the thing is like we take up the mantle of responsibility to the level that we want to be at. So it's our responsibility. We hold that. And some of us are lazy. Some of us don't want to do it, you know. But it's the level that we commit to is the level that we can achieve. How often do you suggest cleansing our space with the grid and then with the yeah. saging? I, I would really recommend once a month. If you can't do it once a month, do it once a season. And do you change Whatever out your you objects do. or cleanse them well, under the yes, full moon? I, or what do you exactly. Do? You can put them under the moon. You can put them under the sun for a full 24 hours. You can sage them. Just make sure that they're full of smoke. There's lots of things that you can do. But really the easiest thing, yeah, put it under the full moon. Put it under the moon, whatever it is. If you want to do it every full moon, 
but really, if you can start, start with just the seasons. Do it spring, do it winter, do it, you know. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Make it easy. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So yeah. setting space, protecting yourself during dream time, because we do spend nearly half of our lives in dream time. Exactly. And as you said, we're opening ourselves to a whole other world and experience, which does affect our waking life clearly. Yes. So you want to be aware of both sides of your consciousness being cleansed and protected. Yes. And then we have the meditation under the sun. Yes. And then do we have any other tools that people can start um, playing with? Well, I I was going to say something that you had mentioned earlier, which I would love for you to explain, because I actually think this is a tool, which is about the suffering, the obligations of love Mm -hmm. and how to like break the ties of that, because that's also connected into our DNA and part of um, how we can heal that. Mm hmm. Okay, so the suffering obligations of love we were talking about in relation to taking on ancestors' debts mm-hmm. and taking on... This is the work of Bert Hellinger. He's mm-hmm. a German psychotherapist. And he studied with an African tribe where he learned this work. And the idea is that if we are sitting at a long table full of our ancestors, as far as we can see to the right and as far as we can see to the left, and we are the only one with a plate of food there... We would, we would, most people would not eat or would give the food away, which really wouldn't feed anyone there and definitely wouldn't feed yourself. It wouldn't feed anyone there because they're all ghosts and they can't eat anyway? <laughs> well, it wouldn't be enough. It One plate be enough of food wouldn't That's be true. enough to, 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 to take care of everyone. That's true. So the, this is actually a guilt program that we use to stop us from fully being the emanation of what we want to be in this life, from fully having the abundance, from fully having the love. If my grandfather didn't have, was alone his entire life, I might say, you know what? I'll suffer with you. And is this all subconscious? This is most, yeah, this is most all subconscious. Would you say this that is all inherited through genetics? And that 80% of quote junk DNA, would this is all of this type of stuff is coming through, you would say through that portion? Well, the problem, well, so in connection to the 80% of, of memory DNA, that mm-hmm. the in, part of the DNA that the scientists don't know what it is, that it's actually memories. We have the memories to access, but what we're happening is we're, we're viewing the memories in polarity. So it kind of brings us back to what we were talking about before. If we can view our ancestors, if I could view all these ancestors from a sacred neutral point of view, that that was their experience, that was their fate, I still love you, I wouldn't be here without you. So I really do owe you my life. And at the same time, I leave it with you. That sacred point of view that that was your game that you chose, that I don't have to take it on, that is the way that we neutralize those programs. And how do we, like, let's say, how, how do we neutralize something that we're unaware of? Because a lot of this could be unconscious in, in us, you know, and we don't even know about it. Exactly. Most of the time we don't know about it unless we see that things keep repeating in our lives. No matter what, I make all this money and it always goes somewhere. So I manifest a car that is broken down, a house that goes on fire, whatever it is, right? We somehow lose the money or we can never find the partner or we don't have the health pretty much you can count on that there is some, usually some ancestral component that is connected to that. That's robbing you of your potential and playing out in your lifetime. Yeah. And it really doesn't belong to you. It and does not belong to you. It's an unconscious family loyalty. I can imagine that past life regression would be a good way to recognize uh, what but, you're taking in. But right? past, your own past lives would be different than your family that you're True. currently embodied True. in. 
that's true. And does does past lives affect your DNA that you come in with? So the reason that past lives affect us is because we're supposed to go through a life review when we pass where everything is cleared. We learn the lessons and everything's cleared. But because of the system of domination and control, we've been tricked into false life reviews. Oh, this is getting complicated. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, all right. I've been tricked into my life review. Great. Now what? (laughs) How do I dig myself out out of this hole? You choose out of it. It's that simple. Oh, I I can choose. I can just opt out. Once you know, it's in the knowingness. So this can you walk our listeners through like an activation where we could. What I'm going to do is I can send you Mm -hmm. a revocation that you can print for all your, or you can publish for. Perfect. And all they have to do is read it. Perfect. You can't just do it once and think it's all done though. Mm It's in the repetition. It's in the repetition with illumination. It's in doing it with a smile on your face, knowing I'm taking back my fucking power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that, am it. I, am yeah. I allowed to curse? No, yeah, I, just, okay. I loved it. It was so cute. Hell yeah. Drop the F-bomb. <laughs> Very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Got so I know back. we talked about so many things, but really like to bring it home, it's all these things are connected because they're all about taking back our power activating the parts of us that have been shut down that we've been told we don't have the power to do. I'm telling you right now, we have the power. It's within us. And it doesn't take a lot of work. It does take commitment, taking up the responsibility that I want to be the creator of my own life and I commit and I'm going to do these things. And on a positive note, if you're listening to this podcast and you're just like taking in this concept, that's step one. Exactly. That's the gateway (laughs) because as Morgan said, the remedy to the amnesia is in the knowingness, the awareness. So just simply being aware of this concept, you're stepping through the gates into unwinding that and reclaiming your ultimate potential. Exactly. And it's exciting. It's really exciting. We can create whatever we want. That is the amazing part. You know what I was thinking about when we started this podcast talking about how scientists don't know what the 80% of our DNA does. It's the same concept with the brain. They talk about the brain and how we're only using, and I'm not going to quote this, but what do you guys reckon? How many percent? They, do they say, say 10%, percent, yeah. but that might or might not yeah. be true. We're only using 10% of the brain and we don't know how to activate the rest of it or what we would be potential, uh, what we would be creating in our worlds if we could activate mm-hmm. that, that other percent. It kind of is tied into, it's mirroring this concept you know, of thing. activating the DNA. So I'm not surprised if there is an outside master plan trying to dominate, control us, who's keeping part of our potential asleep. Totes. Um, I was just going to say, when you were saying that, another thing which science is like, oh, you know, we, here it is, but we don't, we, we don't know what 80% of that does is in dark matter. Do you know? It's like, they're like, oh yeah, well, we see matter and then there's all this matter that we can tell it exerts force, but we can't see it. And it might be up to like 80% of all the matter of the universe, but we can't observe it. It's unobservable. Yes, Exactly. And, and that's the thing is that if we rely on science mm-hmm. to be our guide, we are falling behind. We are, it's, we are so much faster than that. Absolutely. And if you even look at the history of science, I took a history of science class my senior year of high school and I'll never forget it because it's like you start at the beginning of science and you just see that like the next level of science proved the first level wrong, the next level proved the next level wrong, and here we go. And to have people at our current contemporary level thinking... 
this is the end all be all, like this is it. They're completely not thinking about the history of science and how science moves and the zeitgeist of science and the fact that we're going to have new scientific concepts that are going to prove what we believe now to be wrong. And also, how do you know that these scientists putting out these findings aren't also putting out a program? They are. And that's you a know, thing. We are being programmed it. unconsciously. We're being programmed by all these systems and who knows what their motivation is. Exactly. But... I, I think it brings and everything the, back to just taking control over empowering yourself in activating your greatest potential. Yes. And are, are there any other tips and tricks to start for our listeners and us <laughs> to start applying to get more in touch with all the dormant parts of ourselves, all the blockages really? Because you said that before you weren't able to manifest brilliant things in your life. To me, I energetically see that as a blockage or a program that doesn't serve you, that's kind of stuck. Exactly. Whereas now you've rebooted to an upgraded program where yeah. things are just like popping out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just like like you were saying, being able to manifest, like you might, like a scientist might tell you, oh, like you had two kids and you like gained weight after and that's just your genetics. That's your genetics. That's it. But like you shifted that and you were like, look at me now, you know, glowing. So yes, it's so true. And and to what you asked, Amber, I think that the most important steps are really like the simple ones. It doesn't have to be complicated, you know, just starting to be like what we talked about on the other show, self-centered. But not in a bad way. Well, the thing is, even look at our language. Look mm. how it's been co-opted. We've framed that in a negative, negative way. connotation. So isn't that self- interesting? But instead of being self-centered in an egoic way, self-centering is a very different experience. We can take back the power of our language too. It's in all areas. It's amazing. It is time to upgrade, reboot, and upload a whole new program <laughs> With to you. send us upward into the Ascension window period, which is happening right now. So jump on board. The train is leaving. You better be on the platform. Ding, 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 ding. These two are driving the train all the way. It is smoking on fire. We're about to rocket ship into the multiverse. So everybody come on board. Love this that. This is step one. Oh my gosh, you're so good. <laughs> wow. Okay, million more questions, but I know we, we, have to we have may so be many wrapping hours. up. Is there anything else that Jenna you want to fire out to Morgan or Morgan you have on this topic that you think can wrap it up and ground things for our audience to really get the power of reclaiming their greatest potential that's already embedded within your DNA. Can I just say one little thing that keeps popping in my mind this whole conversation? It's about a book, which was like a super popular book series in the 70s, which was called The Clan of the Cave Bear. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's so interesting because it's about like um, prehistoric times and prehistoric humans. But a concept they have in that is that memories are inherited through like our DNA. And so that story is like constructed around that. And it's super interesting to see how like that plays out in that story. It's also a really good story. So I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Thank you for the suggestion. (laughs) Brilliant. Love a good suggestion. It's so good. Yeah. It's just, I I love that we are talking about this because it's such important information that most people have no awareness around. So this is just the start, the tip of the iceberg. And I hope that more people get excited about it and, you know, learn more about it. They can reach out to me. They can reach out to you. And just to keep moving forward and and on this path. Mm -hmm. Well, I do think that on a subconscious level, everyone is 
thirsty and desperately looking desperately. to activate their greatest potential. Everyone wants to be their best self. You know, they really want to have the best body and feel the best and be great at their career and have a great income and find their life partner and thrive and succeed. They do. It's a natural human inclination to be striving and thriving. We just are looking for it in all the wrong places because that's what we've been, been trained and conditioned to falsely. think. That's where they're going to be. The answer is going to be lying. But okay. there's a bigger, wider perspective that can lead us to a more profound breakthrough, I think. So thank you Absolutely. for shedding that light. Um, Morgan, you are fascinating and so incredible. Can you tell everyone where to find you, what you're up to, if they can get involved with some of your projects? Give us the spiel. Tell yes, us everything. Everyone can find me at my website, which is morganmellis.com. And I work with people individually around the world. And I'm also starting working on starting a retreat. So I'm looking for uh, partners, strategic partners for this LA retreat center that I am starting. So reach out to me. I would love to chat with you and connect more with you. If you have any questions, please don't, don't hesitate to reach out. Excellent. Yeah. Good I stuff. am signing up. Okay. So this is invitation time for our listeners. So for our listeners who had the chutzpah to stay with us to the end. I love all these Yiddish words that are coming out of you right here. Channeling, baby. It's my untapped DNA is just flowing through. <laughs> Must have had some Jews in that untapped Seriously. DNA. <laughs> Never know. So everyone who's interested in applying some tools and tactics that we learned in today's session to activate your DNA potential. Um, I think take on one of the tools that Morgan shared with us, whichever one resonates most with you. That can be finding a bit of quiet time underneath the rays of the sun to, to meditate and visualize the upgrading and opening of all of that untapped potential, whether that is getting creating a, a crystal grid or a grid with your sacred objects, placing intention into them, putting them into the four corners of your bed and the room, setting intentions and prayers with each one of those objects, smudging the crap out of your house and watching that, that lower vibrational stuck energy flow out, whether that is also upgrading your diet, upgrading your conversations, bringing your mindfulness into your moment, presence into your being, and um, really just being the change and bringing awareness to you are in control of your life. And you can bust through into this upgraded living space. As I always like to say, be the change. Get it tattooed on your face. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> right now. And Jenna, I will take you up on that challenge. How about you start that trend? Be the change. Do it. <laughs> Amazing. So thank you so much, Morgan, for enlightening us today. You are such an incredible light being and wizard in all the best ways. Um, and thank you. Thank you so much, sweetie. And thank you everyone who listened and, and felt with your heart and your mind today. And we can't wait to have you with us next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review, lead us a review to read. We really appreciate it. It helps us grow and, um, go forth into your week. Let us know how you go with your assignment and that's it. Ta-ta for now. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.